What's up, locals? It's Mike and Kenzie coming to you live from beautiful Truckee, California. It's episode four, and we have an exclusive story for you. A line of Teslas has jammed 267 all the way to South Lake. In other news, lake levels are rising faster than interest rates. Lakefront homeowners may soon be underwater in more ways than one. This is a special YFL report, so buckle up, bitches. It's June 2020. We're sitting there on the tarmac, Portland Airport, preparing to take off for Austin, Texas. When suddenly, I get a mysterious phone call. Oh, who could it be? I wonder. Ring, 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 ring. I answer. Hello? Mike, we have bad news. You can't stay with us. We have COVID. Dun, dun, dun. And like that, in a, in a movie setting style, Kenzie stands up. She rips open her jacket, <laughs> looking directly at the flight attendant and goes, I have a bomb. Let me <laughs> off the plane. That's how I remember it. <laughs> no, but I did get up frantically and I told the flight attendant that we had that we had COVID because I knew that was the only way that we were going to get off that plane. So as we were being taxied off, we got taxied right back in and we get off the plane. But my bag goes. My bag goes to Austin. Everybody's looking at us like assholes while we're getting off the plane, too. But yeah. They brought the plane back to the actual airport. We were out on the tarmac. They taxied us in. And we're the only ones getting up and walking away. Yeah. <laughs> it's just awkward smiles the whole way down. Like, bye. Bye. Yeah. It was um, a pretty terrible feeling because the whole point of us even going to Austin is because we were recently laid off. We both were living at our parents' house. We were doing long distance. And we decided we want to move in with each other. And we had friends that recently moved to Austin. Austin was popping during COVID. Still is. Still is. And we were like, we we want to move there. So the whole intention of that trip was to go look at apartments and make the move. Yeah, we were going to plan our lives for Austin. God had different plans for us. <laughs> <laughs> and it was in Hollywood. And so we drove back to Truckee because at the time we were staying with family. And it was about a 13-hour drive, and we were just going back and forth. What are we going to do? Where are we going to live? Truckee was not even on our mind. It was not on the radar. We we really had our heart set on Austin without even visiting it. We were just ready to go, ready to start our the next chapter of our lives together there. We get back to Truckee, and as we're talking with family and as we're, you know, we're living life there for about four weeks— we start to experience the the lifestyle that Truckee Tahoe had, and we really enjoyed it. We were like, wow, everyone is inside their houses right now while we're outside playing. Well, that was the biggest thing. That was the most attractive thing was you were living in the Bay. I lived with you for like a month temporarily mm -hmm. at your parents, and people were fucking nuts. Yep. People were outside alone, wearing masks, distancing from everyone, terrified of one another. Right. And then you come to Tahoe, and people are acting normal. Yeah. And it was like, wait a second. So you're telling me that you don't have to wear a mask. People aren't like radically uncomfortable with you talking to them. Yeah. Like you're not just meeting people outdoors where it's like, oh, please stay away from me. Mm -hmm. People are normal. Nope. People just were living their life. Yeah. And it's not that COVID was not prevalent here by any means. Like it, there was definitely surges and all that stuff. But for the most part, everyone was outdoors. Everyone was trying to still live their life, get that vitamin D. And so were we. Mm -hmm. And so we decided, you know, maybe Truckee, maybe Truckee could be the place. We don't know. We know how hard it is to find housing here, how hard it is to find a job here. Mm -hmm. And so we, um, you know, we put that energy out there to the universe. We were like, well, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And the moment that we decided that we wanted to live in Truckee, we both found jobs 
and a place to live all in the same week. It was fucking sweet. Signed a lease, started jobs the exact same week. Literally, as we're moving into our apartment, we're getting things like we have to go to work. We have to work. Yeah. And that's nuts. You don't hear about that at all. It's usually people that are crashing on somebody's couch for a month. Maybe they're on like Craigslist and they have to rent a room from some random person. Or they're living in Reno and they're working up here. So the Mm -hmm. commute is about 30 to 45 minutes all the time. I mean, we know what it's like to live in the general Reno Tahoe area. We were were locals to Reno before, but to actually live in Truckee, it's a whole different lifestyle. So when we finally came here and we signed our lease and we were officially Truckee locals, (laughs) I mean, there was a sense of pride there. I was like oh, shit, I live in the most beautiful place ever. Mm -hmm. I had this pride that I never had before about Tahoe and Truckee. And I grew up visiting this area. I've I've been a tourist to Tahoe my entire life until about three years ago. Making that switch from a tourist to a local, there was a pride that I immediately had when we signed our lease. Well, it feels good because we're living in a vacation destination, right? Like, it's not easy to live here financially. And then on top of that, with inclement weather, this is the heaviest winter that I've ever experienced in my life. Mm-hmm. A lot of people here, Truckee, too, they have not experienced this level of snow in decades. No. So when you think about that, there's a certain pride of, I have to work harder than you. There's a certain pride on my morning meetings. When I'm talking with my boss and my coworkers about, I had to get up at five to go shovel my car Mm -hmm. so that it doesn't freeze into a block of ice and I get stuck all week. Totally. Like there's something like, yeah, I'm a hard motherfucker. That feels good. Yeah. It's interesting you say that too, because my, my coworkers that are in the Bay virtual to me that all work in the city or work in the East Bay area. And I tell them, I actually, you know, I grew up there. I grew up in the Bay. They're like, no, you (laughs) seem, you seem like you grew up in Truckee. You seem like you grew up in the, in that area. Mm Mm-hmm. And I have this sense of like, really? <laughs> I get <laughs> like, that question too. It's kind of weird. Like, oh, did you grow up here? It's like, no, not at all. I'm from Sacramento. Right. I'm from small, white, safe suburbia, Granite Bay. We came here three years ago. Yeah. But we're also, you know, rocking sweats and beanies and looking mildly homeless. I mean, we've adapted very naturally, I would say, to this area. Like, if if any place feels like home, this is probably the place that has felt like home to me because I do resonate with the culture in the sense of lifestyle and the way that I dress. Like, it just, it's made sense to me. Mm-hmm. It feels good. I like looking bummy sometimes. You know, obviously with this extravagant getup that I have on right now, that's just from the resounding success of our podcast. <laughs> it's episode four. We're just rolling in the dough right now. Oh, obviously. Yeah. Just living here in general. It was not necessarily an easy task to do, Mm -mm. but the doors opened for us to make it happen. Totally, yep. And I think that pride comes from making it happen that so many other people share. I feel like we didn't necessarily choose Truckee. Mm -hmm. I feel like Truckee chose us. Mm -hmm. And so when we talk to other locals here, I feel like the the story, the the same story that I get is, you know, the diehard snowboarder, the diehard mountain, you know, mountain person, the one that just like loves the lifestyle here. Mountain people. Mountain people, mountain (laughs) folk. They all chose to be here Mm -hmm. or, you know, they came here for maybe um, a winter and, you know, that that's all that it was going to be. They came here for a winter, came here for a summer, and then 20 years later, they're still here and they have a family now. Mm -hmm. So I think that this place is super unique. It's really special. And um, it sucks you in 
It, it really does. And I think there's pros and cons to that. A hundred percent. There are people that I've talked to who feel trapped here. Mm-hmm. Like they literally have invested themselves either so heavily into the community or the job. And it feels like there is no way out. Mm-hmm. And this is just life for them now. Yeah. And then there's other people who are so, so badly wanting to purchase a home and set roots here. Yeah. But are struggling to. And that is also part of being local, it seems. Right. Like the struggle. Yeah. There's there's that struggle. There's, you know, a, a housing shortage for a lot of people who want to be here long term. And so there's almost like this gig economy that exists in Truckee of people who might be working at the snow resorts and on the mountain for half the year if they're lucky. Like this winter, they're going to get six months of work. But the moment that like July 7th hits, okay, you can't ride anymore and it's hot. You got to go work and do other kind of hospitality jobs if you're in the gig economy. Mm-hmm. If you're corporate, you got the nine to five, but you don't necessarily get to take advantage of, you know, the beauty of this area until the weekend. Right. Which, and then over the weekend, that's when all the tourists come. Exactly. So you're a tourist in your own town. And that's what I feel a lot of the time. Mm. So I do want to kind of shift and change gears a little bit about what a local is because that's something that I've struggled with. I feel like a poser when I call myself a local, but then I also have this otherness towards tourists, right? Do you feel that to you too? <laughs> I can't even talk. <laughs> I definitely feel like I live a tourist lifestyle to be completely honest because I work the nine to five. I don't get to go to the ski resorts during the week. I don't have that flexibility And so it really is waiting till the weekend, a weekend warrior, if you will. The only difference between me and a tourist who lives in the city is I don't have to wake up at 4 or 5 a.m. to try and make it to the mountain by 9. Yeah, your commute is an hour. Yeah, my commute is an hour, which still sucks because it's only like 15, 20 miles down the road. But that's, that's really the only difference that I feel. And that's what's been hard for me, you know, being a, you know, like, quote unquote, local is because I really don't feel like one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the locals that I that I really see are the ones that are working in hospitality because they, you know, they have that schedule where they mostly are working over the weekends. Like their, their Friday is their Monday. Mm-hmm. And they're able to then go enjoy the lifestyle during the week when it's really not that busy. Yeah. Well, the people that I work with, because I work two jobs to afford living here. The people that I work with at the restaurant at nights, they play all day. Mm-hmm. Most of them. Some of them have kids, so they don't get that option. But the folks that are like, yeah, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I'm just ripping Alpine all day. And during the summers, I'm out on the lake. I'm kayaking, paddle boarding. I'm on my buddy's boat. Yeah. I'm getting drunk during the day and floating the river. And then I sober up. In the evening, I'm serving tables. Yeah. I work with those people. And I'm like, that sounds really cool. I don't get to do that. I am a tourist in my own town. Yeah. I got to wait for the weekends. And then sometimes when I'm not working at nights, if I get off early enough, I'm like, I got to go play. I got to get out. Right. So there's a lot of luxuries to that. But that true definition of local is so transient to me. Mm-hmm. And we live in a transient population, too. Like, yeah. People come up here for one season and they have to leave because they either can't afford it. They don't have the job. They don't have the housing or this isn't the right fit for them. Right. Because that's the other part, too, is like you have to plug into this community. And if you don't, you're not going to stick around. That's what's kept us here. If we didn't have this, we would leave almost within a year. I feel like I'm adulting here in Truckee. It's been a really cool chapter of my life specifically. And it's been really special that I've been able to do it here. But if I didn't have the certain communities that I'm part of right now, then 
I think it would even it would be even harder yeah. to live here. And what kind of communities are you involved in? What what makes this area feel homey and friendly and welcoming to you? Yeah, I feel like the just the general sense of living in a small town, it feels like a small family mm-hmm. in a way. There's not many restaurants to go to. There's not many bars to go to. The nightlife is not, you know, like a city. Mm-hmm. And so when you do go out to the restaurants, when you go out to the bars or your coffee shop, you know the owners, you know your barista, you know your server, you almost become friends with them. You see them on the mountain, you see them in your grocery stores, and and there's pros to cons to that as well. because Privacy doesn't exist. Yeah, it it feels like everyone could also know your business, and if you have one drunken night that you really regret, like Mm -hmm. that person will see you on the mountain, and they'll see you in the grocery stores, like... You know, it's it is hard to to live in privacy here. But for the most part, I really love it because, you know, I'm part of a of a CrossFit gym called Dreamtown. Shout out Dreamtown. And they literally provide such a family culture there where I do feel like I have friends and community and a safe place where I can grow my physical health. So yeah, you're investing into your physical health. Everybody's there working towards the same goal to get better and get stronger and healthier. Yeah. And so it's like a healthy cult. Like that's how I look at it. Because mm-hmm. I'm part of one too. Like I'm into I'm into jujitsu. And the same people that I'm seeing and I'm training with day in and day out, I love those people. Those are my community because you get to suffer with them a little bit. Yeah. You're all working on the same thing. You're trying to get better one way or another. And that's so interesting to me because the types of people that we're interacting with in that community, we don't have the same background. You know, there there are guys in my gym who are in their 50s and they're just doing something to stay active. Some people, this is just a social scene for them. Other people are true competitors. They're athletes. They want to find that next gear. Yeah. And being able to see that and like be a part of that is so like enriching. Mm -hmm. It feels really good to me. And I also want to touch on something, you know, we talked about not having privacy in this small town, but there is some irony with us recording the exact words we're saying right now. So we can't be overly critical of a lack of privacy. Um, One of the other things that I think really ties this community for us together is there's a heavy influence of Christianity throughout Truckee. Like, I don't know how many folks at your CrossFit gym or at work participate in the local church but it feels like most of our social circle in some way or another is always interconnected with the church with oh i know that person i was at their baby shower i was at their wedding i went skiing with them last weekend everybody knows everybody it's small town vibes yeah that's just beautiful yeah it's it's really awesome and that's that's something that i didn't know that i was attracted to Mm -hmm. you know growing up in the bay area it's a it's just big you know i i feel like it's you're a little fish mm-hmm. in a huge pond, in a big pond. Yeah. And moving to Truckee, um, you have the opportunity to be a big fish in a small pond. I want to talk about what makes me feel like a local. There are certain things that stick out to me. Okay. One of those is getting really upset when it's dumping snow outside and somebody just throws on their hazards and stays in the same lane and just drives like 15 miles an hour in a car that should not be on the road at all. Right. Like your hazard signs or your hazard lights do not give you the right to drive like an asshole. Yeah, no. Like get the fuck out of the way. Yeah. Get off the road. Yeah. You're you are creating more of a hazard. You're gonna get eighty shut down and then everybody's gonna be trapped in town again. Yeah. And, and I think happens. every everyone's seen that person. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Everybody has probably been that person at one point. 
Like if you're learning how to drive in a mountain town, I feel so bad. I was talking mad shit on this driver in front of me the other day. Like, look at this fucking asshole. He's parked in the middle of the street. What's he doing? It's a 16-year-old kid that doesn't know how to drive, and he's just learning. Yes. And I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. Like, yeah. I'll give you a little bit more grace. But it's the people who are coming up here visiting who are doing that and creating just more difficulty. You're yeah. You're an obstacle for people trying to get around. Right. And I don't think that's what tourists realize. You know, I think when tourists come up here, it's all fun and games. It's vacation, you know, but we we're we're still living our lives up here. We don't have time off. When you come up here and you have your time off, we're still working. Oh, yeah. We're living our regular lives. And so I don't think they see that there are people up here that work nine to fives, that there are people that you know, are working in the hospitality industry, having to deal with them. I saw people not recently because we're in the middle of winter and there's not a whole lot of bears roaming around, but in fall, somebody had started a traffic jam because they saw a family of bears walking by over in like Kings grade area. And they hopped out of their car as a family and were taking pictures like, Oh my God, a bear. Look, it's Yogi in the family. Oh. And people are like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And not only that, they're like 20 feet from a bear. And it's cubs. Oh, yeah. And so they're just being like dummies. They're being tourons. Right. Right. <laughs> like tourons. <laughs> and so it's just like those are bears. Those are real animals that will hurt you, especially if you're near their children. And then you're also stopping traffic. Who yeah. do you think you are? If you've never seen a bear before, I understand that that's a really cool experience. Right. But not enough to be like, you know, when I'm behind you and I'm going to work and I'm going to be late because you decided that you wanted to stop on a two lane road. Totally. And there's other cars coming, so I can't go around you. Right. Such a problem. Oh, yeah. It's a huge problem. And and again, it's like some people that are coming up here to catch the powder days. Mm -hmm. They're not realizing that, you know, when you come up here during those storm days, the, the roads will have closures yeah. because of you. And if you're not getting in an accident, the person next to you is probably getting in, in an accident. So save yourself. Save, save the community so that we can get to work, so that we can transport mm -hmm. and stay off the roads during winter and if so you don't yeah don't know how to drive in snow if you do know how to drive in snow awesome i have no qualms with you but if you're in your little toyota prius or your tiny tesla and teslas are supposed to have great traction control but i've seen so many of them off the side of the road mm -hmm. so it's probably not that great might just yeah. be like user error too i think a lot of it is yours user error but if you have a vehicle that's not made for the elements up here and you are causing havoc, that's why our freeways get shut down. That's why certain roads get shut down. Yeah, sometimes it's stopped. not even about the blizzard. No. It's just about the amount of car accidents. The semi-accidents that have happened this winter have been insane. Record high. Yeah, it's it's just been a crazy long winter, and it's really opened up my eyes. But, I mean, even just hearing us right now, I mean, we have a lot of local pride, mm -hmm. but it's so comical to me. Yeah. It's so comical because I feel like this area specifically has so much pride in where we live, and I get it. I totally get it. It's mm -hmm. hard to live here, and when you're raising your family here, you're dedicated to this area and you've worked hard to make ends meet to be here in this beautiful area and tourists are coming up, they're littering, um, they're causing traffic, it's taking you, you know, an hour and a half to get to the ski resort that's 10 miles down the road. I get it. Yeah. It sucks. But it's so comical because tourists fund this economy. We need them. We, we rely on them. We rely on them. 
And so it's this double-edged sword that you get living here. You get what you get. Mm -hmm. And you pay the price for living here. Tourism is just part of living in a vacation destination. It 100% is. And I've got to say, I do love tourists for multiple reasons. One, because it creates like this community of locals that are just like, look at these fucking guys. Yeah. And then at the same time, they also help pay my bills. Right. Like I'm slinging $50 steaks. Do you think that the guy who's operating the lifts at North Star who makes 15 bucks an hour is buying a $50 steak? No. Not every week. But I see regulars who come up from the bay every week. Mm. And they're dropping three, 400 bucks on a meal. And I'm like, oh, give me all that money. Hell yeah. All that tip money. That's how I afford these chains. <laughs> but it's it's one of those where it's like, I can't hate on these people. Right. And I, I love that I live in a vacation destination. I think it's cool as fuck. I also want to respect that people are up here on vacation. They want to have the best time ever. I get it. But when you kind of like act a fool and you don't know how to act, that's when it becomes a problem for everybody. So for There's those of you visiting, know your place. <laughs> oh <laughs> Just God. kidding. That was awful. Ugh. No, I do. It, it's, I mean, it's even funny thinking about our mindset and how it's developed just over the last three years. Like the moment that we signed our lease, I had this pride that I never had before. Mm -hmm. And I haven't even, I hadn't even lived there for a day yet. It was like the moment we signed, I was like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. We're Truckee locals. Like, mm -hmm. and we haven't even lived through a winter here at that point. I feel like living here, I've been able to see amongst the locals that there, there's a toxic trait that we, that we all have. And whether you become aware of it or not, it's something that tourists definitely see when they come here. It's palpable. Mm -hmm. I mean, people have even told me that who live in the city, who live in the Bay Area, who live in Sacramento, that the pride here is palpable. But the toxic trait is that when you live here, you think you're better than everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> it is and isn't true. We fall victim to it unintentionally. I think part of it is like I'm working hard to be here mm -hmm. and you're working hard to visit here. Yeah. And that's a different thing. Totally. But there is one moment of local pride that sticks out to me. I remember being so excited to go to the DMV and get my new license because mm -hmm. it was going to have our address on it. Yeah. And I also it got It's going to say Truckee. It's going to have <laughs> Truckee on there. I got my hair cut. I got it all primed and pretty. I had a beautiful mullet going in the back, and it looked pristine. And so I still feel good when I whip out that ID like, yeah, I live in Truckee. Yeah. That feels good. Especially when you go down to the bar and – you give it to the bartender, I mean, they're going to take care of you because yeah, you're well, a Truckee local. I don't get carded because having been to those unfortunate establishments <laughs> up too many times, um, they recognize you. And you're on a first-name basis with your bartenders. Right. You're on a first-name basis with your servers. People know you. And so there's a lovely community involvement there of like, Kenzie, welcome back. Yeah. Usually there's like two bars that are like that because we only have two major bars. Yeah, but yeah. still, I mean, the community is there, and we all, I feel like, support each other, mm -hmm. and, you know, we all we all have this pride. It's, it's a local pride. It's comical, and we can't take it too seriously. What's really interesting is the people who live at the lake in Klein Village, Tahoe City, those people do not consider Truckee to be part of Tahoe, but people in Truckee have such pride That's true. about living in Lake Tahoe. If you look at Instagram bios, and I'm guilty of it, I, I, when I signed the lease in Truckee. I did not put location point Truckee. I put location point Lake Tahoe. But those people that live at the lake are like, you do not live in Lake Tahoe. You live in Truckee. And there is a separate pride in it of itself at the lake. Yeah. And it's locals versus locals. <laughs> it's gang wars. 
It's Tahoe Gang Wars in proximity to a body of water. Right. <laughs> it's like, so interesting. Like, even, I mean, yeah, if we're going to be talking about just localism in general, the when people come to visit Lake Tahoe, they literally combine Lake Tahoe as one. They think South Lake is the same as North Lake. They think East Shore is West Shore. And they think Truckee... I mean, I think actually people don't even know what Truckee is. I think a lot of people just pass by Truckee and then they go to Incline and Tahoe City or South Lake. If I'm being honest, before we moved here, I always thought of Truckee as a gas station. Yeah, I don't. I actually don't think a lot of people really know of Truckee. That's why I put Lake Tahoe because it's it's Tahoe. I didn't grow up vacationing or touring here. Like yeah, it was, it was not a tourism spot for me. Reno. Right. Well, a lot of people that even have come up here and they're like, "Hey, we're in town. Like, we'd love to see you guys." And we're like, "Well, where are you?" In we're Lake. we're in South Lake, um, fucking hour hour and a half. Yeah, away. we're we're not driving all the way to South Lake to see you. Yeah. Sorry, but that's not like gonna me. happen. That's like me going to Sacramento and calling my friends in the Bay and being like, "I'm in town. Where are you guys at? You want to get dinner?" Yeah, like, and that's you got to schedule that. It's not like an easy. Oh yeah, I've got some time this afternoon. Let me just drive an hour and a half one way to go see you. Exactly. No, it's it's far, and it's even interesting being in my like in the industry that I'm in in real estate. Because there's different price points for different areas. Like Lake Tahoe is vastly different. All the neighborhoods here. Like even like South Lake has a lower price point than North Lake. Incline Village has probably the highest price point out of all of the lake. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. And each neighborhood has its own, like, or each, um, not neighborhood, but each area has its own culture. Truckee has neighborhoods. Yes. Even, yeah, within Truckee, there's local pride in different neighborhoods. There's the Glenshire people. Yeah, there's Martis Valley. There's the Glenshire. There is the the Donner Lake versus Tahoe Donner. Oh, gosh. Tahoe Donner? You're in TD? Yeah. I mean, if you're in TD, uh, just don't. <laughs> <laughs> what I love is the, the short name slang that we have for different points around the lake as well. Like, you can call Kings Beach Kings Beach, but if you're a local, it's you KB. It, yeah, you call it KB. Yeah. And if you're, you know, going on 50... From Incline, South Lake, there's the Y. Mm-hmm. The Y. the Y. But yeah, that's fairly new, though. The Y? Yeah, isn't that fairly new? I don't think so, no, because I've talked to people who visited here over two decades ago, and I call it the Y. Oh, really? Okay. Because like, it splits. It goes, boop, makes a Y. Oh, okay. Well, clearly I'm not I'm a local. I'm not a local there. <laughs> Emerald Bay. I'm just going to start listing cities. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Emerald, but yeah, that's not even, I think it's just, it's just interesting. But even Reno, Reno's 30 minutes away and it is absolutely not Tahoe, but they capitalize on Lake Tahoe tourism and they're like, hey, come on over to Reno. And they literally combine yeah. Reno, Tahoe. <laughs> you can fly into Reno to come vacation in Tahoe. Right. It's the Reno, Tahoe there. International Airport. I had short story real quick i had a table ask me while it was blizzarding outside we have a flight to catch in reno do you know when they're going to open the highway and is there another way that we can get to reno and i said yes there is another way to get to reno and you're not going to like it mm. it's going to be much further when's your flight they said 4 a.m tomorrow ah oh, shit we got to go back to new york and i was like well, you're not getting on 80 and getting out of here, and 50 is even worse. So you don't have any options to leave right now. And if they open 80, which they might after these trucks spin out and they clear them up, get up and leave immediately. What about 267 to Mount Rose? 
No, that was close. It was worse. Oh, it was worse. It was Because that's what I was thinking. I was like, I hate Mount Rose yeah. on a blizzard. Mount Rose Highway, if you're in a blizzard, fuck that. Oh, yeah. No, I took Mount Rose Highway in a blizzard with some friends over, I think it was like New Year's. And no, that was terrible. It was it was terrible. And there's black guys. It, it You can't see. No visibility. I mean... But Roads that's are the thing. Left and right. But that's the thing about living here that is just so fun because you have these little like nuances that you just know about that other people don't. And yeah, they close one road. You're like, fuck it, we gotta go this direction. Yeah, and and to know your way around the lake, like even that in and of itself is like pride. Well, there's hidden little side streets that you can take where it's right. like, wow, this is backed up for miles and it's not moving. Yeah. But I know if I go two blocks into this neighborhood, I can literally cut this entire line of traffic for miles Mm -hmm. and start moving. Right. And that's fantastic, especially when there's chain control up over like Brockway. Oh, yeah. (sighs) Kings Beach, those sneaky little hideouts. You got to know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But let's send this one home. There's a very important topic that we need to cover. Probably the most important since the birth of this podcast. The name. We are your favorite locals. Just because we live in Truckee Tahoe and we have a lot of local pride, this area does not define us. This area doesn't even define the podcast. What I'm really excited about is to learn local pride that is in other areas. I'm excited to learn about local celebrities that live in New York, Chicago, Austin, because there are tourists everywhere, there are locals everywhere, but we're just your favorite.